Street. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Healer Skate Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, today we are going to hit up my buddy Nick Cohn. Nick uh, has something going on called Niku Beats, and uh, it's his music is dope, guys. Uh, we'll play a little bit um, after we interview him, but his stuff is fire. It reminds me of, as I told him, it reminds me of uh, me skating down or walking around New York City. Just kind of got some good, like, raw, old-school, chill, hip-hop beats. Um, But we'll let him explain what influences his music. Uh, So I hope you guys enjoy the interview with Nick today. So let's uh, get the phone out here, and let's give him a ring. going on yo what's up nick how's it going man good how about yourself doing all right doing all right little guy sleeping i got my coffee going here uh it's about 10 a.m here um and you're calling in you're just down the road from me where where are we calling in uh from today i'm down here in uh, sunny san diego oh man can't get better than that yeah (laughs) (laughs) I, i always see your stories on instagram just cruising around san diego hitting up those beach spots Oh, yeah, I'm blessed to live just like 10 minutes away. It's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, dude. Well, yeah, well, thanks again for calling in. Um, Yeah, so I kind of introed you here, and, uh, you know, I mentioned that we're going to be chatting about uh, your your music, Niku Beats, today. And I think we got connected on Instagram, as most people do nowadays. I think somehow we ended up following uh, one another, and I heard your stuff, and... um, yeah, well, we'll we'll get into more of that because I want to talk about like your influences behind it all and everything like that. Um, yeah, definitely. But before we dive into that, um, if someone was to ask who is Nick, uh, what would you say? Uh, well, I'm uh, 34 years old. I'm from San Diego, California. Um, I was actually born in San Diego, but I actually lived in Hawaii for the first half of my life. Um, I'm a music producer. Um, love to skateboard. Uh, skateboarding was always my first passion. Um, and yeah, I like to dabble in a little photography, just anything artistic, creative. I like to get into. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Skateboarders are some of the most creative people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. People under, people underestimated us for years, but now I think they're figuring it out. <laughs> artists <laughs> yeah man no i love it uh well that's rad dude and um yeah i think during these quarantine times i think it's allowing some of the, some of us skateboarders to to kind of tap into more creativity um, oh yeah so mm-hmm. w- which is kind of cool to see what everyone's been up to yeah so. definitely well right on man well we'll we'll dive into a whole bunch of stuff today but um one thing you know because it's what we got connected from um your music, uh, Niku Beats, you want to talk about that a little bit? Like maybe the name and like what, what that's all about? Yeah, so uh, to bring it back, I mean, I've been producing, I started making music in 2008. Um, I was actually in the Navy at the time and I got a hold of a software on my laptop from one of my friends and I just started kind of just self-teaching myself um, and uh yeah, did that, and then I started kind of progressing in it pretty fast and, like, showing my friends and all that kind of stuff, and then eventually led me into, like, 
making beats for different artists. Um, but uh, I started out under the name Nikki Beats for a while and like come to find out there's like thousands of Nikki Beats out there. So I was like, man, I have to change the name to something a little bit more unique. So I went with uh, Niku Beats, which is uh, it's actually Japanese. So right on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that because I think yeah, when we chatted a little bit before we started recording this, um, yeah, I wasn't exactly sure how to pronounce it. I think I was saying like Niku Beats because I, I was like, oh, his name's Nick, so yeah, <laughs> it's probably Nick. Um, what's the yeah, I mean, which is Nick in Japanese? Yeah. Oh, is that okay? I was going to ask you the the mm-hmm. meaning behind that. Yeah. Yeah. So Niku is just Japanese for Nick. So I just thought it'd be something a little bit more unique. Yeah. Easier to search and stuff like that. That's right, man. No, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, and, and so you said you you were, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you said you were born in Hawaii? No, so I was born in San Diego. Born in San Diego, gotcha. I, yeah, and then I, yeah, my dad was a Navy, so. Gotcha. I, uh, yeah, so I moved to Hawaii when I was two. Two, okay. Yeah, and then stayed there through, till eighth grade, then moved back to San Diego, and then I was here until, I think it was like middle of my junior year. And then ended up moving back to Hawaii, which I ended up graduating out there, high school. And then I did like a semester of community college and then I actually joined the Navy. And then I ended up getting stationed out there as well. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I did some, yeah, so I did a lot of time out there. Yeah, dang, man. Well, yeah, we could dive into the Navy. Um, but going back to your music, though, so you were, so you were in the Navy while you were learning your your trade while you were learning how to do music right yeah it was funny because I, I just started um we were heading on a six-month deployment so i was like man this would be a perfect opportunity to to learn this you know out there I have, i'll have so much time on my hands yeah dude i'd imagine i mean i'd imagine there uh i mean i had a friend that was stationed on submarines i mean he'd be underwater and go down for like like months at a time Oh yeah, and I'm just like I'm just like dang dude, like what do you do? And because um, so what were what kind of uh, vessel were you on? I was on a ship. It was a uh, CG, which is a, a cruiser. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't it wasn't one of the big ships. We had about like maybe like 300 people. Okay. And yeah. what and what time frame was what time frame was this? Um, like, what was, was there any conflicts going on at the at the time? Um, yeah, actually our ship was on the news one time. It was a, uh, this was around, when was that? 2007, I want to say. Okay. And we were headed towards the Gulf, uh, Arabian Gulf. And I guess there was a bunch of like Iranian, um, Iranian little patrol boats or whatever. And they started like kind of surrounding our ship and they were kind of like coming really close. And it was like this big thing. And it was like actually on the news and stuff. Dang man, that sounds yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of familiar. I mean, but could I mean is was I mean what was that like, dude? I mean, could could you guys just blow those dudes out of the water, or or was it kind of like a serious thing? Yeah, we could have. I mean, they were coming pretty close, and I know my captain at the time wanted to take that kind of action, but they yeah. kind of just held off a little bit. I'd imagine that would start a whole bunch of drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Dang man! Exactly. <laughs> that that is that is crazy. I can't imagine that. Yeah, my grandfather he talks about when he was in World War II. I think the Nazis flew over his boat, and he and he talked about how that was a little freaky. But oh, yeah. uh, 
but any situation like that, dude, I, I can't, I can't imagine that's wow. Yeah, Dang, man. So, so I, so, I mean, what did the music, learning the music, like, did it kind of help, um, you know, kind of calm the nerves a little bit or just give you something to do? Like talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I think it was just more something to do. Yeah. Um, I just really, when I first, it was funny when I first started trying to, I kind of got frustrated a little bit cause I couldn't really, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But as I slowly became, uh, started like making stuff, I was like, okay, I started kind of getting the hang of it. Yeah. But yeah, it was ultimately just something to do. Right on, um, man. Yeah. And, 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 uh, I mean, my, my brother, he, he makes, he makes beats and he's, he's sold some stuff to artists too. And I've tried messing around, um, on some of his software and, and it is, it is really frustrating. Um, cause you know, like I'm pretty, I think like a lot of artists, you know, music or, or, um, artists of different mediums, you know, painting or what, whatnot, you have something in mind that you're influenced by and if you can't get that right away it, it is right. it is frustrating and and i think even for skateboarding too you know you you watch someone with a certain style and then you can't get that exactly and it is it is kind of frustrating right, um yeah i mean d- did you have any influences uh, uh for music like going into it that you were kind of had on your mind that you were trying to sound similar to yeah, so at the time when I first started making beats, it was like during, I don't know if you remember the hyphy movement, like yes. from the Bay Area. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we talked about it when we hung out that one time down in San Diego, but I, I mean, I was in the midst of that. My, my little hometown was Tracy, California, and that's right, oh, o- okay. it's right yeah. over the hill. They call it over the hill, and that's, yeah. that's the Bay, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so when I was first started making beats that was all going on and then one of my best friends at the time was from san francisco okay so and he's the one that plugged me into a bunch of different bay artists that i was working with at the time and so yeah that was my my main sound was like that hyphy sound yeah definitely that 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 san francisco sound definitely it was very unique yeah i yeah and i think yeah that was kind of um I don't think anyone got that music paired up to Instagram clips of skating. I think I think that got skipped over, and then and then the and then the trap music kind of took over. Um, But I'd imagine if there was if Instagram was like rolling hard back then, I'd imagine you'd see a lot of that on the clips. Yeah, 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 I think so too. Right on, man. So you had that influence going, um, and then uh, kind of how did that progress? Well, maybe maybe kind of describe what what like what sound your music is now and like how that progressed to where you are now because because where you are now it's a very unique sound and and like like i've said like it really triggers a lot of um thoughts of like me being in like new york city or a big city walking around um but i'll let you kind of dive into that yeah so now yeah i'm doing that kind of east coast sound that that sampled that um kind of like lo-fi sound that all started it was actually a couple years ago, um, like I first heard lo-fi music, and and once I heard that, I was just like, wow, like this stuff is so cool. Like I, I instantly fell in love with it. I was like, it's very unique, and it's yeah. it's very. I mean, you can kind of just put your own little touch on it. So yeah, the first time I heard a lo-fi song, yeah, it was about three. I think it was about three years ago. Yeah, and then once I heard that that kind of sound I just took off and just started making just that 
Right on, man. And then so so I, I'm aware of it, but people that don't know what like lo-fi is or like a lo-fi sound, is there yeah. is there a way you could kind of describe it? Yeah, so lo-fi <clears throat> stands for low fidelity, which is kind of like a lot of the music gives that aesthetic of that old like record player sound, just that gritty, yep. not not really um and I think that's what the beauty of the music is. It's not it's not like fine tuned. There's imperfections in it. It's gritty. It's, yep. it's grimy. It's kind of like that street sound, that yep. old school. Yeah, that's what I really love about it. You don't wow. have to really mix everything perfect. It's just it's rough. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of natural too. It's almost like mm-hmm. it's almost like skating. You know, like um, <clears throat> you have those robotic skaters, um, and you know everything looks so dialed in, and then you mm-hmm. have. And I'll just, I, I heard a podcast of him recently, <clears throat> so I'll use him for a reference, but then you have someone like Jamie Thomas, where they're flying off of a staircase and they're landing and, you know, that landing's raw, you know, but it just brings so yeah. much, so much style and attitude to it, you know? Yeah, and his whole aesthetic too, I mean, just like that last uh, Zero video that came out, it's just all VX footage, very raw, yeah. very old school. Yeah, I love that he keeps that whole thing going. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, dude, I love it. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's a. I mean, that description of lo-fi music. That that's it right there, and and that's so. That's what your stuff sounds like, man. And yeah, that's <clears throat> it's good stuff. Um, and so now, like when you're making your music now, has have your influences changed while you're making it, or are is there like anything you're thinking of while you're making your your tracks right now? Um, not specifically. Um, I do get a lot of inspiration from different uh, other lo-fi producers. Um, you know, I'll, I'll listen to different lo-fi uh, playlists on Spotify and and just get. I like I like getting influence from different artists. Right on. Um, yeah. Right on, man. Right on, man. Love it. And then that kind of brings us to skateboarding. So, you know, talk a little bit about you know how you found skateboarding. Yeah, so I started skating back in, I think it was seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I was living in military housing at the time, and there was actually a group of skaters that lived in my neighborhood, and I would see them pretty often. I was like, oh, that looks pretty cool. And then one of the guys actually lived a couple houses down from me, and I actually ended up becoming friends with him. And I got a hold of a my first skateboard with like a Nashboard. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Was it the um was it like a fish uh fish style? Like no, it old was school? the regular like the regular shape. And, um, <laughs> I think it had the it grip was... the grip tape, right? It had like Nash spelt out in it. Yeah. And <laughs> it's funny with that board, like the hardware like kinda came up above the deck. Like it wasn't flat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, man. It was yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was my first board. Uh, I rocked with that for a little bit. And then I got my first official board. My parents were nice enough to take me down to the skate shop, and I picked out a deck, which was a uh, it was a Pachinita towel deck. Yeah, dude, that guy. Oh, I could, uh, <laughs> man, I could probably picture that deck right now. I remember looking at um, all of his decks in the CCS magazines. Yeah, I just saw a picture of the same one I had, too. It was like it had like a little penguin on it. Yeah. I said, yeah, I was like, man, so I was so stoked on that. And then, yeah, that was like my first official board. And then, yeah, with skateboarding, I just instantly just fell in love with it. It was like, I was like wow. 
Dang, man. <laughs> that, that's, that's memories there. Because, yeah, Pachanita, he, I think he lives I, – I see clips of him skating um, somewhat a little north of us in Anaheim. He's always skating that Ponderosa Park. Um, okay. And I think he and – I may be wrong, but I, I think I've seen a lot of stuff with him and Jeremy Ray. And they get together. Yeah. And, dude, they, they shred it still. I mean, he is – just oh, he's just as technical as he used to be yeah, <laughs> yeah um, and these older dudes are still out there it's crazy they're still doing it yeah like us <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, man you see, like i've been following like t-bone like tyron olsen yeah like, dude is still out there just like shredding they're still doing it man yeah <laughs> so so we're of the similar age um so like were you also influenced kind of by that shorty's crew Oh yeah, um, yeah. Shorty's that was the, that was the, yeah, that was the first uh, skate video I actually ever seen was the Fill the Dream. Oh man, that's a classic. So if there's any younger people listening, Shorty's was a hardware company, and then they just blew up, and then they got they became a board company, and and then they made they made like everything. They made um, you know, like I said, hardware. They made mm-hmm. bearings, which was Black Panther bearings. They made grip tape, Black Magic grip tape. They had, yeah. you know, everything. And then their team was obviously Chad Muska. You had Steve Olson. Uh, you know, um, oh, uh, uh, Nguyen. Oh, what was his name? Uh, something yeah. Nguyen. Um, yeah, Tone Nguyen. Tone Nguyen. Jesse, yeah, Jesse Silva. Yeah, Jesse Silva. Jesse Silva. Uh, Oh, oh, we're missing, we're missing your homeboy from your hood. Um, oh, um, Peter, Sma- Peter Smolik. Peter yeah. Smolik, yeah. <laughs> He's a San Diego. I still see him around time to time. Too. Do you see that guy rolling around San Diego? <laughs> yeah. Does he still? Oh yeah, he's down and about. <laughs> does he? Does he still wear his uh, his um, beer? Uh, what is it? That, beer that can chain. tab chain. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I always see that guy everywhere. It's funny. Like I'll, I'll see him. So many times. That dude is a character. I met him once in Vista. There was this um, a skateboard event um, teaching kids with autism to skate, and he was there. And I thought it was like pretty pro of him to show up and want to help out oh, with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was like, that's pretty cool. He wants to help out with that. Um, yeah. One of my friends, he actually lived by. He was like neighbors with them, like back in the day. So we used to actually buy like stuff off of him. He had like he had like one room in his apartment. It was just like all product. He's like, yeah, like just take whatever and just give me whatever for it. I was like, cool. <laughs> it was hilarious. Sounds like something he would say, man. Oh yeah, he was just yeah. He had just seriously like one room in his apartment. It was just like all product, like shirts, like everything. Wow. Was like wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you still have any of that stuff? Nah, I don't. Man, dude, I had a. Uh, I never had the Muska silhouette board. My friend did. And, uh, yeah, I never had that one either. Man, I wish I had that board. But um, I had, I mean, I still have some of the old Shorty's hardware. I still have some of the Shorty's Dodo uh, bushings. I think if I probably put them in a board, they would probably shatter. They're so old. Yeah. But, uh, oh, man. So 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 you when you started skating, you were in Hawaii, and then you you were in San Diego as well. So, I mean, yeah. who, who kind of, I mean, I'm sure we could talk for hours about the skate videos we watched, but, but I mean, oh, like yeah. who, who was in your town, um, that you were kind of watching and, and being influenced by? Um, so definitely San Diego was, um, I mean, it was, it was one of the meccas of skating, obviously even back in the day. Um, but man, it was, yeah, it was like Peter Smolik and like 
Brandon Turner. Oh, he's another one we've left out. Oh, that dude's, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we can't forget about Turner. He's still skating. Yeah, he's still skating. And um, and it's crazy to see those guys at the skate park now. And, and, and that's how it was, like, even back in the day, like, skating is, like, you, you show up at the local spots and you'll never know who, who's going to roll in. Dang, man. crazy. I would love to come across Muska and just do a front side flip on a bank for him. Yeah. I would love that, dude. If I could, because I have to say, I met Reynolds one time um, out here at the Etney Skate Park. And, dude, I, I, I was such a dork, dude. I, I showed him a front side flip. And he's like, you know, he's so mellow. He's like, yeah, cool, man. Right on, right on. But dude, like, but my my guy was was Chad Muska. And like, dude, if I ever have a chance to get a clip where we both do a frontside flip together, dude, uh, I would probably die. I'd be like, oh, all right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I met him at an active demo one time, actually. Yeah. And I had, I had got his autograph on a Circa backpack. Dang, man. And I wish I still had that backpack. I don't even know what happened to it. Circa backpack, <laughs> he had his shoes. Wow, man. Yeah. Dang. All right, so you you had some heavy hitters that you were you were influenced by. Yeah, I was with San Diego. It was just such a huge skate scene. Yeah. Back, I mean, even now today, still, but but yeah, especially back when I was first started skating, it was, huh. it was a huge scene out here. And that's cool that you were immersed in all that because growing up in Tracy, California, I mean we. We were, you know, we were very close to the Bay Area, which also had a really good skate scene. I mean, that's like Thrasher headquarters. You know, we had right. we had all those guys there, and 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 you know, uh, Embarcadero and stuff like that. And we, oh, we, yeah. we 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 skated that a couple times. You know, it was kind of hard to get out there. And and when we were when it came time to skate, where I was old enough to go out and skate the city, um, they were really cracking down on skateboarding at that time. I mean, you you would set your board down at the um, at the little the pier ledges and and you'd instantly get busted i remember my friend uh they went without me one day but they had to go and um go to like this little auction and get their boards back because the the, wow. the cops would impound your like i guess you call it impound or confiscate whatever take your boards yeah. and then they had to go back and get their boards back through this little auction thing that they did um it was in it was intense so we didn't make it out there that much but like i remember seeing all these videos and just being like, oh, that's that's San Diego, like that's where that is, and just being so like it it was like a dream to like want to be there amongst yeah. all that, man. That's so rad. You were around all that. Yeah, it's crazy to watch skate videos and just see like all the San Diego spots. Like, oh, I've been there. Oh, I know where that's at, and it's crazy. I know, man. Yeah, I remember that though when when cops were cracking down. I feel like it's not even like that anymore for skaters. It's not. Yeah, this was probably around like uh, two thousand. Uh, I'd say maybe like two thousand one, two thousand two. It was when I mean, st- it was when street skating was just. I mean, it's huge now, but like street skating was just blowing up, and it was when everyone built ledges. Still, like they built really nice ledges, and. Yeah. Uh, and like pier, the pier in San Francisco, they have wood planks over those ledges now. Um, you can still skate them. Like people are definitely out there still getting it on those things. But um, I mean, it, ledges weren't knobbed at like or skate stop like like they are now. And so right. everyone was just out doing their thing and getting clips. And it was it was it was a crazy time. But the cops also 
were all on top of it. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was down here too. They used to, I mean, you'd get tickets, and I mean, thankfully I never got one, but yeah, I mean, we, there was so many times where I almost did, and it was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I remember when Skate Stoppers came out too. When those first came out, we were like, "What?" Yeah, it threw us for a loop. We're like, "What is this?" And I remember the company too was like Skate. It was called Skate Stoppers, and like everybody would like call the number and leave like nasty voicemails. Yeah, <laughs> I felt bad for him. Like, I, I hope that guy has repented. <laughs> Whoever that owner, the creator, I hope he's repented. And you uh, know, he's probably is a skater. Was a skater too. Yeah, he probably scooters now, is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Awesome, man, dude. I love, I love reminiscing on all that stuff. Um, oh yeah. So, what did when you were skateboarding? I mean, skateboarding does a lot of things for people. But what, what was skateboarding to you? I mean, what did it do for you? Um, it just gave me a sense of like, like, like with the the camaraderie with like meeting other skaters, and I, I was able to meet so many different people. Um. And yeah, that was just the biggest thing. It was just friends and fun. Yeah, man. Just not worrying about responsibilities, just just skating and dude, we'd skate all day. Like from <laughs> you know, we'd be out there for it's crazy to look back and just like see how far that we actually skated. Yeah. Like in a day. I was like, man, I can't believe we skated all the way down here and then sessioned and then skated all the way over here. Like it's it's crazy to to look back and see that, but oh. yeah, just like the like the kind of like the navy, like the friendships I built with skateboarding was awesome. That's rad, man. Now, are you still um, connected with any of your your old friends um, that you used to skate with? Now, yeah, we we talk. Um, we don't really skate any. I don't skate with them, but um, yeah, I still keep in contact definitely with uh, old skate friends from back in the day. That's rad, man. Are they still skating, or, or are you kind of just the only one? Uh, I think I'm the only one. I think I saw a couple of my friends were still trying to get back on, but dope man. Yeah, I think yeah. Dope man. Well, dude, we gotta skate when this stuff yeah, lifts up. <laughs> are, are, are your skate parks closed in San Diego still? Um, I don't even know. I haven't even checked. Yeah, but I imagine so. They're opening up one by me, but it's like. 10 people it's a gated one so it's like 10 people at a time um and then you get 30 minutes per session so i don't know man that's kind of stressing me out i might just keep i might just keep skating street spots um yeah because that's kind of stressing me out a little bit i think that might get in my head and make it feel like i'm doing like a contest run or something like that yeah that yeah. is that's sketchy yeah yeah well right on man dude love the background on the skating i think a lot of people can relate to that um so let's move on here so something that i think brought us together and i know we we had a little conversation about it when we met up you met up um with me and my son down in san diego it was like my son was like pretty fresh new <laughs> when, yeah, when, he, when was, uh, he was brand new <laughs> he was brand new when when we met up and we got to chat a little bit um so one thing that brought us together and we have a you know common ground on other than skateboarding is being a follower of christ yes so mm-hmm. talking about that um how did that come around for you like were you born in the church um influenced by someone how did that go down yeah so i was born and i was raised in the church um I grew up going to like Calvary chapels when I was younger. Um, so did that, you know, was in church, was doing like the youth groups, was doing like the summer, like 
like summer Bible vacation Bible study camp things. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So did that, and then yeah, I pretty much went to church all the way through. I think high school is when I towards the end of high school is when I kind of stopped going, and kind of went the other direction. Same with but me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was towards. Yeah, I think it was like my senior year. That's when I kind of just like went the other way, and um, yeah. But yeah, it was was definitely uh, raising the church. What do you what do you think it What do you think that that is like? I know a lot of. I know for me, um, it was like into high school. I just kind of like pieced out a little bit on everything. Um, like, what do you think for you? What kind of took you away from the church? Do you think? I think it was just different influences from like different people I was around or people I was hanging out with. Um, mm-hmm. Even some of the music I was listening to. Yeah. I think that had a big part to do with it as well. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think some of those influences took priority um, over over wanting to go to church. Um, yeah. And your parents, I mean, what kind of influence did they have on you, um, like growing up, uh, as far as like like biblical type influence? Um, it was good. My mom, she's really strong Christian. Um, both my parents are believers, right on. Um, but my mom, yeah, she's really really strong believer. So she's always, you know, been in my ear about stuff, even when I was younger. Right on. And, uh, okay. I think that was really awesome. So she's planting. Yeah, they're definitely raising you up. Knowing the faith, planting those seeds, um, yeah, and then high school kind of fell off, and then kind of where where did you kind of, I mean, was there something that like went on to where you know the Lord grabbed a hold of you again? Yeah, so so after high school, I joined the Navy at nineteen, and that's when I kind of really just went into partying and that whole scene. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine that's easy to do being in the Navy. Yeah. Especially being in the Navy. I mean, that's, I mean, it's notorious for that. You know, they have the huge, uh, like people, I mean, that's what people think of when they think of military. It's like the, like the whole drunken sailor thing and and just, just, yeah, just parting. And and that's kind of like the world I got into. Um, and so did that for years um, there was like a small time in the Navy. I think it was towards the end when I started. I was like, you know what? I got to start going to church again. So I kind of went for, I was going with my mom and, um, and that lasted for like a couple months. And looking back on that now, it just reminds me of the parable of the sower. Yeah. And, 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 you know, like, like I started kind of sprouting up, but like the cares of the world just like kind of choked me out again. And I was out again. Yeah. So I was like, you know, looking back now, that kind of just comes to light. But um, but yeah. So I just, you know, just fell back into that lifestyle of just of partying, drinking, and and um, that lasted. You know, even when I got out of the navy, I especially was really just into going out and just partying every weekend with friends and doing all the stuff I'm not supposed to be doing. Right. 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 Yeah, man. No, totally. Same. <clears throat> yeah. Similar, similar here. Um, and then, I mean, what, like, w- was there a time where you're just kind of like, oh man, like this has to stop or was there something that, 
like really kind of took you to your knees again to to get back to Christ? Yeah, yeah. So this was about, um, it'll be three years in August. So I was dating a girl at the time, and uh, we were actually living together. And I think it was her idea. She was just like, hey, like, um, I want to start going to church again. Uh, Because she had a background in church, too. And so I was like, yeah, like, that's cool. Like, that's a good idea. So we started going to church, and then we actually started going pretty regularly. We are going every Sunday. And, you know, with going to church comes conviction. Oh, yeah. So... I'm hearing the word and I'm just starting to get convicted. And I think it was just like, I don't know exactly how it happened, but it was just like, I came to that point in the road. It's like, okay, like, are you going to, I think God was just telling me like, are you going to follow me completely? Or like, what are you doing? You know, like, oh, man. how long are you going to keep this act up? He you called know, you out. <laughs> yeah. Man. It's like, are you going to, you're going to go to church and like fake the funk or you're going to, you know, are you going to really, so I was like, you know, I had to make a decision. Yeah. I was like, you know, and so I just decided to just give all in and man, it was, it was crazy. And which it was awesome because the girl I was dating at the time, like she decided the same. So we both, you know, we gave our life to Christ hundred percent. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, things unfortunately didn't work with her, but, yeah. you know, I feel like we came together for a reason. You know, oh, we for both sure. got saved. Yeah. So that's what was really awesome that came out of that. And yeah. That's so rad, man. And yeah, and I think I shared with you when we chatted before, like, yeah, I had, I had some people kind of pop up in my life, some relationships that kind of put me back on that path to, um, to going to church again and things like that. Um, yeah. and for, for, for guys, for people listening, you know, you know, it's not like, um, you go to church and like, you know, church, church saves you, you know, cause that would almost be like this like religious act that you have to keep up to, right. to feel God's presence. You know, the church is just a building where, you know, there's a pastor in there and he's, he's guiding you through God's word, which is the Bible. And so the ultimate thing that is when people talk about having their lives changed and having a relationship with, with Christ, you know, that is through prayer. That's through studying the Bible and, and living and being obedient to Christ. So obedient to Christ, you know, having your thoughts fixed on how he wants us to live our lives. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us, we get to a point and I did too, where, you know, we get that conviction where it's like, all right, this is how Christ wants us to live. We can't be lukewarm. You know, we can't have like one foot in, you know, we can't be doing our own thing and let's add church on a Sunday and then I'm going to leave church and then like, that's it. I'm going to go back to doing my thing because that's where you really get that conviction. Um, Because when you know God's word and, you know, you believe that Christ died for our sins, you know, you get that Holy Spirit and it's, it's hard to explain, but it gives you that conviction because I, I as well, I had things that I was doing before I got back in my relationship with Christ where I didn't care that I was doing these things. It didn't bother me at all. And right. then when, then once I, once Christ grabbed a hold of me and I, and I, and I, you know, gave my life to him, I would start to do these things and I would be like, Whoa, dude, why do I feel so bad about this? Now? Oh man. Yeah. That, that feeling is, yeah, it's, it's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's like letting down That's, a parent, but yeah, a thousand times time. more. <laughs> yeah. 
and then you look back and it's like, man, I used to do these things no problem. Yeah, like you said. Yeah. You know, you, you would do these things and you wouldn't feel anything. And, and yeah, now that you're transformed, it's just like, wow, it's totally different. Yeah, you know, and like people too, listen up, you know, and you know, we're not saying like, oh, you know, I got to quit all this fun stuff I was doing and become some square you know, that's not, that's not true. I mean, sure. There's things you stop doing, but you know, you don't stop doing them because you're like, now, now I'm going to, I'm going to stop doing this because I have to, you know, you, you won't want to do those things anymore. You know, those, those those things that tasted, those things that tasted so good to you, you won't, you won't want to do that. Um, because Christ gives you a new life, you know, he gives you a new life, new desires that are all centered around him. And I mean, look, look at, I mean, you guys know me, like you guys know the stuff I'm doing. Um, Nick is out there making, making beats with, and working with other artists, you know, all the other people that we've had on the show. I mean, I don't think anyone on the, the show sounds boring. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. You know, I mean, we still go out, we, we party, you know, we party, we have a good time and listen to music and whatever and hang out with friends and but but you know these things that used to bring us down. Um, I, I guess I should say that there's things out there that aren't life giving, and they produce right. they produce bad fruits. And it's those kind of things that we just don't. You know, when you're walking with Christ and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, those things don't look as good to you anymore. You actually won't want to do those things at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just like He just opens your eyes to, and you're just like, wow, like I can't believe. Yeah, like I used to find joy in these things. Right. It's yeah. And, and, and a lot of those things, they leave you wanting more and they lead to death. Ultimately, I mean, oh, they're, yeah. they're just empty. They leave you wanting more emptiness. And yeah, man. Um, well, that's that's rad, man. That's that's a cool journey. Um, and so right now, like, what do you um, what do you do right now kind of to keep keep your relationship with Christ going? Like as far as church or devotions, like what do you kind of what's your formula yeah, I'm just in the Word every day. I just make sure, I mean, that, that's like one of the most important things to me is um, just being in the Word just every day, you know, and uh, not just on Sundays. Um, yeah, so I'm in the Word pretty regularly. Um, also, like, try to keep on top of my prayer life. Definitely important. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, as long as I'm in the Word every day and, 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 and pray, like, I'm set. It's like food, man, right? Like <laughs> Christ's word yeah, is the the bread for life. You know, it's like it keeps you going, keeps your mind yeah, set on the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Because when I truly got saved a couple years ago, man, I just opened my Bible and I was reading every day, but every second I could. It was like I hadn't eaten in a long, you know, like I yeah. was starving. Yeah, starving yeah, yeah. For the word, that's crazy. What um. For me, I mean, I was a poor student in high school. I did not like reading. Um, what was, and, and the Bible was always hard to read for me. My my mom, um, yeah, you know, she grew up reading the New King James, and that was kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Like, what what, oh, yeah. what helped you? Um, what helped you get in the Word and and made kind of reading the Bible easier? Um, yeah, I, I think for me it was like definitely like the easier translation. Like, I'm usually in like the ESV. Yeah. So that one I really like, you know, it's, it breaks, it's pretty easy to understand. It is. It's a little easier than the new King James. Yeah. Cause I remember when I was younger and they had like King James version Bibles and I was like, what? Oh, that's, that's like, gnarly, dude. That's like, yeah, that's really <laughs> gnarly. I was like, what? Yeah. 
And guys, we're talking about different translations of the Bible here. We're, you know, there, there's obviously, you know, some, some, you know, different, um, you know, obviously like the Mormons, Jehovah's Witness, they, they do their own things to the Bible. We're not, we're not talking about those. We're talking about the Christian church Bibles. You know, we're looking at, you know, the new, the King James, New King James, ESV, right. there's New Living Translation. They're not changing the message in those. Um, it's just, it's just, um, it, it gets really technical, but it's just making the old language a little easier to read. It makes it more modern, but again, it doesn't change right. the message. So, you know, um, I'm always posting stuff on, on healer skate about, you know, different like ways to access the Bible and different translations, but yeah, like ESV new living translation, a lot easier to read. Um, yeah, cause once you're reading it and you you're understanding it, um, things really start popping out to you and, and you really understand the message. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there, um, a certain book of the Bible or, or a verse or a couple of verses that you just have kind of hung on to, you know, throughout your, your, your journey? Yeah. So one of my favorite verses is, uh, Matthew six thirty three, which is, uh, mm-hmm. seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness mm-hmm. and all these things shall be added on to you. And this was a verse, um, so when I was dating that, that girl that we both got saved, um, so towards the end of our relationship, you know, I, I, we were both in Christ. I was like, you know, we can't be living together. So Mm -hmm. I had to move out. Mm -hmm. So I found myself in a situation where, you know, I needed a new place to live. Um, and at the time the job I was working, you know, it wasn't really doing anything for me anymore. So I had to, I had to get a new job. And so I was just in this situation. I was just like, man, like I was, it was like crunch time. So, you know, that verse really stuck out to me and it's like, you know, to just, to seek him first, you know, seek God and and to trust him and and to know that he'll provide for you. Yeah. And, and so I did that and he just, he opened the doors and it was, it was crazy. It was like a crazy time. Love that verse, man. And it's like, you know, we're, we're created in God's image. We're his children. And it's like, you know, if you're a little kid, you don't, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to get food. You know, you, you, you seek first your parents (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and they provide. And that's exactly what that verse is saying. And it's, it's true. Yeah. You know, like guys, if you're ever in a spot where you just don't know what to do, I mean, that's what God's word for, you know, the the Bible tells us all scripture is God breath. You know, it means that he has inspired all the scripture and it's meant. And then that verse continues to say that the Bible is meant to guide and direct us. And because yeah. God's our father, you know, um, and you see what happens if, if we're not being led by him, we get, we get lost. You yeah. know, we, we try to make our own definition of God. We try to, you know, create these things that, that make us feel good. But as we talked about earlier, they lead to death, they lead to emptiness and they leave you wanting more. Um, and the ultimate, I mean, the ultimate provider is, is the Lord, you know, yeah, he, he does provide. He will. If you just if you trust him, he will provide. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Amen, dude. Amen. So good, Nick. So good. Love that verse. Um so, you know, anyone for anyone listening out, out there who's unsure of the church or, you know, maybe maybe going back to you, Nick, like were there any you know, there's a lot of stereotypes with the church or like preconceived notions that people might have about the church. Was there anything like that, that you had to get over and overcome 
um, before you kind of started your walk with Christ again? Yeah, I think some of the stereotypes that I thought of, like everybody else, they're like, you know, all Christians are perfect and we live this perfect life and, <laughs> you know, we do no wrong. And Oh, you, you, you think... don't, Nick? You don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No, so, like me neither. Paul, like I'm, you know, out of all the sinners, I was the worst. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but um, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest that, uh, that a lot of non-believers believe, you know, that. That, that Christians are, you know, it's like goes back to the old Christians are self-righteous and, you know, they, they think they're better. And it's just like, it's not true. It's like, not, it's not. And like, like we just talked about, you know, as Christians, we surrender, you know, we surrender our imperfections to, to God and, and, mm-hmm. and have him correct us and, and guide us. And yeah, yeah, we're, and it is unfortunate, you know, I mean, Christians have people that come across as being like perfect and self-righteous, but you know, so there's a lot of other people that aren't Christians that do that as well. You know, it's just, we have this label of being a Christian that that gets lumped into, unfortunately. Um, but it's, it's up to us to, to break that, um, break that stereotype, you know? Yeah. And I think that there's just so much, you know, there's so many false teachers out there these days and it's just giving such a bad name. To, to Christians as well. There is, there is. And, you know, you know, avoiding any type of conspiracy talk, you know, the Bible does tell us that, um, in the final days, um, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the, the world coming to an end and then Christ's return where he takes all of his people up to this better thing than we could ever even imagine called heaven. And it does talk about, you know, at the end days, there are going to be a lot of false teachers and it also, and then there's another verse, um, you know, you guys could Google, you know, Google what verse it is exactly, but it says that, uh, what a wicked generation that looks for signs and wonders, you know, and it right. just talks about, you know, in the end days, this generation is going to be looking for these miraculous signs of, you know, this, um, at these churches of, and these miracles and wonders to be be, uh, to to have happen um, to almost like save them and give them comfort, but it steers them away from the actual word in the Bible. Um, right. And and yeah, there's a lot of crookedness going on. But uh, I know Nick, you mentioned Calvary Chapel. Like I'm plugged into Mariners Church in in Orange County. Um, you know, Saddleback Church. There's a lot of good churches that just teach straight from the Bible. And that's yeah. that's what you want to look for. I think that's yeah, that's definitely the most important to me is, is to to find a church that that yeah teaches verse for verse um, straight into the Bible. I mean, topical messages are great, but I mean, if that's something that they're doing every Sunday, I you know I I kind of want more straight from the Bible. And I know there's a lot of churches today that'll kind of just do more topical. They'll they'll kind of take a verse and then just you know go on a tangent. Which I mean, like I said, topical messages are great, but I mean, yeah. definitely want to find a church that's really plugged into the Word and it's teaching uh, verse verse by verse. Amen, man. Yeah, and the message. Yeah, the message should always like if they get topical, it should always go back to a verse, a, a verse right. in the Bible, and you know, question it. You know, if you guys out there are kind of you know new to new to this whole 
you know, Jesus thing in the Bible, you know, like question it, you know, um, yeah, don't just do a general Google search, but, you know, reach out to me and I can guide you to guide you guys to some sources and stuff like that. But if you know a friend that's a Christian, ask them and, you know, they'll know some sources too, but yeah, check everything out because I would not want you guys to just be like, yeah, I'm going to be a Christian just because, you know, you got to, you got to believe it and, and know that it's true. And, you know, right. I definitely went through my journey with that. You know, I'm sure, you know, Nick as well and lots of other people. And you guys got to make sure you, you believe it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the most important part is just, you know, if somebody's teaching something or says something that sounds kind of questionable, just, I mean, just simply ask like, oh, do you know where that is in the Bible? Or can you give me a verse to back that up or, you know, something like that. Yeah, and, and really, guys, what you want to look for is, is everything should point back to Christ being our Savior. It should all point back to, you know, Christ going to the cross to take all of our sins to, to where we have a chance to believe in what He did and believe He was that ultimate sacrifice to take away all of our guilt, all of our shame, give us that clean slate. And if, if yeah. the message is pointing back to that core message which that's what you hear is the gospel message everything should point back to that um that's that's what you want to be hearing because that that's what it's all about if we don't have that we don't have anything (laughs) that's right you're right on right on amen nick dude good stuff man um so what's what's next for you dude what do you got in the works um yes i just released a new uh beat tape this is my third release um and yeah, I mean, I just really took advantage of the, the time right now, just being out of work and just really been focusing on music a lot. Right on, man. So, I think yeah. it's, it's called uh, Beat Tape Volume 2. And then you've got, yeah. and then you've got um, New Season, Beat Tape Volume 1, and then Proper, right? Yeah. So yeah, New Season was, it's, I kind of used like the theme of what's going on in my life at the time. Like, like when I released New Season, I called it New Season because it was like a whole new, that's when I had just, uh, got out of a relationship. I had got a new job. I got a new place. It was like a whole new season. Um, so that's when I had worked on that tape. And, uh, this one, this new one is called trials. And I think it's, uh, the theme of what's going on right now. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we're all going through trials and tribulations because of the current uh, situation. So love it, dude. Yeah, that's kind of the theme of this one. Yeah, you guys go check out his music. Um, Nick, where can people hear your stuff? Yeah, so it's um, released on every major platform: Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon, all the major major uh, platforms. And and they just uh, search uh, Niku Beats, which is N I K K U U Beats B E A T S. Right. Yep. Uh-huh, that's it. Dope, man. If they want to hit you up with questions, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can just um, send me a DM on Instagram. On, that'd probably be the easiest way. Right on. That's just at uh, Niku Beats. Yeah. Right on. Right on. And I'll have all that. I'll have all this stuff in the in the main post, and I'll put it down in the show description too. So yeah, guys, hit up Nick and just yeah, any questions you have, like hit him up. He's a chill dude. So as you can tell, easy to talk to you. Um, yeah. I, I hope I hope we get to hang out again soon, man. We gotta we gotta skate yeah, dude, soon. We gotta skate for sure. Yeah, it's maybe been a just long time coming. <laughs> maybe just a street spot or something, huh? Yeah. Right on, man. So yeah, a couple of questions. Let's hit on these real quick, and then we'll let you go. Um, but for your board setup right now, what's your current skateboard setup? Uh, I got a zero deck, which is a eight. 
It's funny because, you know, skating 775 back in the day, and uh, <laughs> now I'm up at an 8. <laughs> right on, man. But, uh, yeah, I got a Zero Deck. Uh, I got Thunder Trucks. Um, got the the uh, the Red Bearings, China Red Bearings. Oh, you call them chi- you call them China uh, China Reds. That's China Reds. Yeah, China man, bones, that's China Reds. China Reds, China Bones. Yeah, that's the you know he's OG now. <laughs> Dude, I've been on those for yeah since I started. I think those are like the first bear- like official bearings I had. So right on, I've, man. I've skated those ever since. Right on. And then I got some Bones wheels. Yeah, dude, I I made that switch from Spitfires to Bones, and I I love it, man. I've been I've been rocking the V3s, the little skinny V3 52 millimeters. I think I'm probably on like my fifth or sixth set of those. Yeah, it's crazy how wheels evolved too. Like I was at the skate shop like not too long ago, and I was just like looking at the wheels, like what? It's this crazy. Is crazy. I know, it man. Really <laughs> is. I'm like, man. Right on, dude. So, what's your favorite skate obstacle to skate? obstacles my favorite has always been like ledges or manual pads oh man and again and again you could tell we're from the same era (laughs) yeah ledges that's it man i love love ledges yeah (laughs) yeah um how about uh your favorite skate trick skate trick um like one of my favorite flip tricks is like the half cab flip yeah that's always been one of my favorite go-to's you got those clean i've seen you do those (laughs) <laughs> that's like one of the ones i can still do um and i just love like anything nolly like i love nolly tricks they just they feel nice to me i don't know why yeah yeah man i'm I'm pretty bad at them but um recently i've been doing like little i always do like little nolly shove it's like little quick ones but okay, i've been yeah. um i've been kind of like slowing down my foot movement on those and just getting like a good pop out of the nose and they're fun dude right. they just kind of float and it's just kind of yeah. something cool to do like after you do like a a ledge trick or something just pop like a nolly shove it's fun yeah it is those feel so good i don't know why yeah man no no yeah. that's that's rad um cool dude and then uh uh let's see if you're not if you're not skating i know you're probably making music but i mean what else what else could people find you doing if you're not skating um i've been kind of like dabbling in photography a little bit right on. i kind of got like a little intro camera so I'm usually, yeah, if I'm not skating, I'm at the beach for sure. I mean, you see from the stories. Like, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm always, that's like one of my favorite places to just go and just, um, you know, talk to, to pray, to talk to God and yeah. just, to, just to think about stuff. Right on, man. Right on. Love it. Yeah, I mean, why would you not be at those beaches? Dude, San Diego beaches <laughs> are some of the best. Oh, man. Right on, man. And then, so I know you're you're always into music, making your music, but what's in your tape deck right now? What are you listening to? Um, right now I kind of just, I'll listen to different, uh, playlists on Spotify. So just, just various artists, like a lot of just like dudes like me, just like really unknown dudes that are just, um, out there making music. There's actually, uh, I think it's called lo-fi and chill. It's like a playlist and there's just tons of up and coming artists on there. So I just love checking out new artists. Yeah, 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 guys, check that out too. I know you posted something on that, and I, I put that, I put that on all the time when I'm just like doing some work or like making dinner. That lo-fi and chill uh, playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there's so many good artists out there now. That's dope, man. Right on, dude. Well, Nick, any um, any last words you want to leave people with? Um. Yeah, I mean, just with this current situation, man. Just just trust God, you know. Um. Just I know a lot of what's going on right now. There's a lot of uh, 
fear and anxiety going on in this world, but like the Bible says, you know, you just cast your anxieties onto him and uh, just lay those at his feet, especially during these, these crazy times. Amen, dude. Amen. Yep. Like like Nick said earlier with that verse in Matthew, just give it all to the Lord, you know, seek him, seek him first. And that's, yeah. that's what we can do. He'll take care of us. <clears throat> he'll he'll he take care of us during this time. And anyone who has fear over this virus or whatnot, um, you know, and like, you know, job loss or whatever, just know God will provide and any fear about getting sick and stuff. Just know if, if you're following Christ, God has a plan, specific plan for you, and he wants you on this earth to carry out his mission, and you are invincible until he decides to call you home. And if he calls you home, it's going to be way better than here. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. So, Nick, dude, man, thank you so much for your time, man, and um, thank you for sharing. Yeah, you got it, man. Thanks for sharing your story. Um, So, we'll hang up with you here, but um, we're going to leave everyone with a track um from one of your songs here so i kind of mentioned too you said pick whatever but i think um if you're down with it we'll leave them with the track for you okay yeah all right right on dude awesome. all right well i'll get that queued up and then we'll talk to you later okay cool all yeah. right all right late